Welcome to the Elevate the Edge podcast. I'm Maribel Lopez of Lopez Research, and I'm joined with my co-host, Joe Peterson of Clarify 360. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Elevate the Edge is published bi-weekly. The podcast focuses on helping companies understand what edge computing is, how the market will evolve, and what you need to know to build successful edge computing strategies. Show notes and subscription links can be found at elevatetheedge.com slash episodes. We hope you'll enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. As always, I am Maribel Lopez and we're joined here today with my co-host, Joe Peterson. Hey, Joe. Hey, Maribel. And we are once again excited to have another great guest on the Elevate the Edge podcast. We are here today with Jeff Tenery. Jeff is the COO of Aleph, uh, which has got a really interesting, if you look it up on the web, it's we are Aleph.com. I'll put that link in the show notes because there are many things that come up when you type that in. Jeff, welcome to the program. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you here. We're excited to talk, as always, about the Edge, but the Edge and API platforms and how you're going to be building applications and helping companies move to that next stage with 5G, 4G, and as uh, your website says, any any Gs you might be interested in. So I'm going to turn it over to Joe for the first question. Take it away, Joe. Thanks, Maribel. So, Jeff, let's just dig right in. Why is building your application at the edge via open APIs beneficial? Well, you know, the entire uh, 5G world as we know it, uh, you, you're, you're inundated all day long with commercials about 5G, 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 when when really the reality is, is 5G hasn't really come to to fruition, right? It's It's been a failure on the consumer side. And what we believe at Olive is that, you know, this is all about the enterprise and the enterprises are stuck in not knowing what to do and how to how to take advantage of this incredible technology. And so when you th- look back in history of, of where, you know, really, it, you know, f- the farthest advancements is any technology, but in mobile technology specifically, it's when you've been able to remove friction from being able to use something and being able to do something that makes it really easy. And APIs make the world so much better for enterprises to be able to stand up a private mobile network. Um, using software as opposed to the clunky, traditional, old school way of you know, dropping you know, millions of dollars worth of CapEx into a facility, which a lot of folks really don't want to spend that money. And being able to do all that and then still then having to spend a bunch of money um, for being able to operate that. And what, you know, what we believe in and what we see is this uh, next advancement in 5G technology will take root when people move their applications to the edge. When IT directors and CIOs start saying, you know, I can stand up my own private mobile network on my own without having to rely on, the, you know, the, the large mobile network operators or some of the hard, the, you know, your traditional hardware oriented that really all they care about is selling you more boxes and charging you a lot of money for that. So the API revolution is upon the, you know, is now taking into or taking over what I consider the 5G uh, you know, lag that's taken place where enterprises now could stand up their own private mobile network with an API within minutes and then really remove all of that pain of having to invest all that CapEx uh, when you can do all of that from a software-based uh, solution. 
Okay, I got to just jump in there because you said you said something that's really interesting, I think, to a lot of companies, and it seems incredibly elusive. And this is this whole concept of like, you click a button and you can have a private 5G network. I mean, you know, that one's pretty easy to say that doesn't sound like it's reality. Can you help me out a little bit with this one? Yeah, exactly. Well, the magic of platform technology is that you can abstract. And what we've done at Olive is that we've abstracted all of the parts of you having to stand up this network inside of an enterprise location. Um, Usually most enterprises need to go and find a, a closet or some rack spaces and they're dropping in servers and they're dropping antennas and there's a lot of wiring and there's all of those things. And what we did is we actually took the what I'll call the core of being able to take the core and the transport elements out of having to do that and rely more on what we call a near-prem solution. So we have edge data centers throughout the entire United States. We're within five to 10 milliseconds of every enterprise. So really what you're doing is you're tapping into existing fiber rings that are going in and around an enterprise, and then you're propagating and being able to bring, you know, radio, the radio right to that premise, you know, premises with lots of, um, you know, with simplified, um, software where you're plugging in a radio into an Ethernet port at a particular uh, facility, could be manufacturing plant, hospital, you name it. And then you plug it in and then you really the software from that radio being able to call, make an API call to back to our edge data center that we've set up so that you don't have to do all of that. And that's the reality of it is that we've just abstracted and figured out a way. We're doing all the, the hard part, the painful part of recreating that mobile network for you so that you could just use it as an API call and just have the radio, you know, plug and play no different than, you know, what you do with Wi-Fi. you go home, you plug in a router and, and boom, you, away you go a couple of keystrokes, you go to your laptop, you, you know, in this case, you're dropping some eSIMs into devices or depending on what it is, your use cases. And it's really all being done with a software call that's being made between our network and our platform and the radio that's making that phone, that, that API call back into us so that, it's not all happening on the premises, nor do you need it to, to, because that's where all the pain and the heartache and the management, like the other part of it is just managing that and having to actually have your IT staff have to be network, you know, operators as if they're working at Verizon, AT&T or T-Mobile. Well, I guess, I guess that, I mean, I know Joe's dying to ask a question too, but um, I just want to do a quick follow-up and this is basically like, we've got Verizon, we've got AWS, we've got all these companies now just starting to talk about, uh, private 5G, you make it sound so simple. Like, why is it taking the other guys so long? Is, you know, what's what's the secret sauce? Is it in the specific way you created the management? Like, how do we think about that? Because it sounds like, it sounds like if it were that easy, we'd already have it by now. Well, well, there's a lot at play here. It's like, you know, dismantling anything that's been an institution for a very long time. So I've worked at AT&T and Verizon for the first half of my career. And the second half of my 30-year career, I've been, you know, disrupting those those companies with software and with platforms and with applications. And so if you look at the, the industry as a whole, it has been completely predicated on two things. One is selling you a boatload of hardware. And Cisco, you, know, you go all the way through the, the lineup of everybody that's, you know, that's basically in the metal or, the, you know, in the hardware-oriented business. And then you look at, so there's a lot of revenue to be had and, you know, lost if you were to go with the, you know, something that we're doing here with the API approach. And I'll get to that cost differential in a second. And the second is control. And this is all like, I mean, everybody, if you think about it, the carriers don't want to give up control. So going to them for a solution, 
they're going to charge you a boatload as a, you know, a, a distributed antenna system, a DAS system. That's what they're used to selling you. It's selling their spectrum, their core. We control it. And this is like letting go and like this idea of like releasing. And, and we like to say that we're allowing the enterprise to break free and actually do it themselves. Let the enterprise choose how they want a mobile network to operate within the existing confines of their, you know, their architecture of the way they've configured, which they've spent millions and millions of dollars on. They, they don't want to then have to um, be slave to or have to work within somebody else's rules. And what CBRS, which is this private spectrum here in the United States that's available, um, it's little empowering, you know, enterprises to go out and actually not have to rely on these, you know, these uh, incumbents that, don't know any other way to sell it. And if they did, they, it would be you know very problematic in their business models and they really just can't go there. So what we did is the exact opposite. Our, the cost to deploy a private mobile network with one radio, just you know, for a simple um, example, for us is about $899 per month. And then there's none of this CapEx nonsense outside of buying radios, which every enterprise is used to doing today. And now they can configure in a very surgical way a private mobile network that's you know tying this back to mobile applications that's dedicated specifically to that app's performance because at the end of the day mobile applications and enterprise need a deterministic dedicated network that's not going to fail if it's running robots drones cameras sensors it has to be you know more reliable and that happens when you are not competing with Wi-Fi and that's what happens in a Wi-Fi environment a lot of these the IT uh, leaders they're tired of Wi-Fi, like even with Wi-Fi 6 coming, they need to have a cellular grade delivery up for these mobile applications to opter, you know, operate at an optimal level. They need to have that happen inside their firewall within their control because these are very important applications. And the fact that you can dedicate something so inexpensively, you could do this by application where good luck trying to do that in a DAS system where you're competing with the all the people trying to use it or all the people using Wi-Fi in a hospital or all, you know, you can't rely in a hospital on, you know, your nursing cart to operate correctly with critical data when it's competing with Wi-Fi or it's actually managed by, you know, a macro network, you know, solution that really can uh, is not true, is not truly private. So from an engineering standpoint, just so I'm clear, um, because maybe some of the folks out there are thinking about this too. You're not talking about displacing the corporate network. You're talking about an ancillary network that runs specific applications. Is that correct? That is correct. And with an API approach, um, the, the enterprise can really drop this private mobile network, which they own because they're licensing the, the spectrum and you know the APIs don't take control over. It's not managed by Olive. It's actually managed by the enterprise. It sits inside the firewall it runs on all of the same provisions, all the active directory rules that you've placed on what, whether that application, right, or information in data flow, it does everything that you're currently doing today. It doesn't change. It just happens to be a different network. And so instead of Wi-Fi, which a lot of the enterprises we're seeing now are carving off Wi-Fi for their, you know, least important applications. In a lot of cases, you know, it's, it could be the visitors at a particular facility where that's not as critical as it is for that sensor or that, that, you know, camera or really just, you know, important executive applications inside a financial institution that can only be, you know, used, you need to make sure that that eSIM inside that smartphone is calling into a network that's reliable. It's got the speeds of 5G, it's got the low latency, and it's also controlled by your IT department. That is another big piece of the puzzle here. 
you can't do that in some of the other solutions we're talking about, especially, you know, a lot of these are on-prem, mm -hmm. right? Where if they're on-prem and they're being managed by a large network operator, you're not really controlling that, which is what's impeded the entire industry because enterprises won't let those, like the DAS system's there to like satisfy maybe a sports venue and you want to make the coverage work better. You know, in a CBRS environment, you get all the benefits of like, you know, a Wi-Fi flexibility, but it's the performance is 10 times better. It's controlled by you. And, you know, this get then gets into some cloud conversations of you're really setting up a private cloud. We say private mobile network, but it's a private cloud that gives you then the opportunity for that application to perform even better at the edge. You're not having all the routing back to a particular, you know, centralized cloud or nor do you want it to. So many enterprises don't want everything going to one particular cloud provider. Do you want everything to be in AWS? Do you want everything in Azure? What if I kept my most critical, important you know, applications operating at the edge under my control and I don't have to pay for all of that, you know, that back to the cloud. So I think you have to put private cloud and private mobile networks in the same conversation when you talk about this. And again, it's all about control, cost and speed. I can see this being particularly interesting from a SCADA perspective, right? Um, in those in those OT environments, besides manufacturing, what other industries do you see gravitating to this type of solution? You know, our approach has been, you know, from the onset that, you know, if we can help you stand up a private mobile network, you know, private cloud, you know, within minutes, our, our, our ability to do this under 60 minutes is another kind of claim to fame of what we do very uniquely. So what we see is really all of the enterprise level um, applications, you know, moving towards the edge. So, you know, financial institutions are looking at this as a way to, um, save money on enterprise hardware, like you know, having to buy smartphones for their you know large legions of employees, and being able to, for them to use their employee phones safely with you know eSIMs in the phone, so that they can they can run the most important applications, Zoom meetings, and all the UCAS stuff managed really in a way where it's controlled by the financial department's IT to, you know OT group. You know the the uh, warehousing and scanning and having the various robots and drones that are involved in that uh, environment again deterministic, trustworthy, reliable, and being able to do it where it's controlled. We're seeing a lot of attraction there. Education has got a very interesting use case. Sadly, with what's happened in you know in, in the in the country here, um, security is so critical. Having you know more cameras more availability and making sure that that data can get to the right places at the right time. And that, that becomes even more critical. Critical. So we're seeing traction in the education space, not only for security, but just the idea of providing, you know, better connectivity into the school systems and even the school districts where you can allow, you know, the content and the, and the control of that information flowing it within that district in that school district, that is becoming more and more appealing to, you know, as people look to, you know, to the edge to satisfy and, and really get into, you know, solving some of the biggest challenges that Wi-Fi is failing on and the macro networks of cellular are just not, are, are just too challenging and too complex, you know, to be able to address. It strikes me that there's a lot of places that you can start <laughs> and a lot of questions that organizations might have. How do they think about getting started with a private edge network? Yeah, the way that we, you know, we go in with two simple questions and we're like, you know, where is Wi-Fi failing you? Because I would say 99 out of 100 people have some sort of challenge where Wi-Fi is failing them, you know, in some sort of campus 
or environment, uh, you know, an enterprise uh, facility where, you know, manufacturing plants, office buildings, you know, schools, like all of those are suffering from lousy Wi-Fi and unreliable Wi-Fi. And the second piece is mobility. The idea, too, when they are solving for and spending a lot of money on Wi-Fi or even cellular, they're getting some mobility benefits there. But the challenge with it, you really need, you know, cellular level spectrum. This is where CBRS is so important in being able to address the mobility when there's, you know, the robots moving within a facility, right? When you have the scanners, right, that are uh, that are on something that is moving throughout the factory or the plant, the IoT pieces of this are, are, are really important. So getting those uh, those two critical questions, when you answer those, you're like, great. And then you get quotes from everybody that's what I'll call on-prem, selling you the hardware, selling you all of the piece parts that you really don't need. And you're like, crap, that's really expensive. That's going to be problematic for me. I, I don't have budget for that. So you know what? This edge thing's not for me. And what we did at Olive is, you know, we're making it to where we've you know, we have abstracted all, and you know, not only, you know, the, the entire experience of private mobile networking and, and private cloud, but we've also abstracted all the pain and costs. So you don't have all of those pieces of having to go drop in equipment, manage it and have to, you know, ongoing maintenance of it. So it's all about that, that API first approach. And then this is the conversations changing from, I'm coming in here to sell you a, a mobile network right? From a, you know, somebody who's in the network sales business from the carriers and such versus me coming in and saying, hey, which mobile applications do you have are the most critical? How are they performing? And are they in need of better mobility inside the enterprise? And, and by the way, when you look at a Wi-Fi comparison, how does that work out for you budget-wise? And so we're seeing enterprises take the dollars they're saving in CapEx and they're moving that into mobile app development. And that's, you know, another thing that, that we have that's unique is, you know, we'll be announcing later this summer, you know, a, uh, a basically a mobile app development community um, that we'll be revealing um, that has basically got about 10,000 uh, mobile app developers that are focused on the edge, focused on how to move and get the optimal performance for edge applications. Um, doing so by, you know, if you think about developers, they don't want to deal with all that other network clunky, you know, uh, hardware oriented uh, conversations. They know what APIs are. They know how to get an application to call an API, make API calls. That's fast for them. It's easy for them. Their OT departments understand this very well. And again, what we did too is we're not recreating a second instance. This is actually all inside of the firewall. So the OT directors are, you know, and the folks in that world, they love it because they have a single plane of glass. It's the same, it's got the same rules provisioning that's going on. They're not rewriting a new set of, uh, you know, of rules for that particular instance. And they can keep slicing. And because of the affordability, I can have each application have in, in, in essence its own network and its own dedicated network that doesn't have to compete with all of the, the other networks uh, that are, you know, in and around a, a enterprise facility. That's a really different approach. That's a really cool approach. Um, I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking through this and I'm like, okay, this is software defined edge. This is taken software defined WAN to a different level. It's That's now exactly software right. defined edge. Am I getting it close? Yeah, yeah. We use an analogy again in the developer world, and that we have a developer first mindset inside of Olive, where you know Twilio took the all the pain of building messaging and video, right, and and having all of the the you know the provisioning of push notifications that we all get annoyed on our phone with. Twilio created APIs that made it so easy for mobile developers to include those and to let the mobile developer focus on the 
the UI and the UX of, of the actual application and not those communication pieces, right? And so we're doing the same thing for mobile networking. So our, our three core areas are we want to make sure it's really easy for you to create a mobile network like within minutes as quickly as possible, plug and play, do it yourself. And then we believe that that network really is a form of the cloud. It's a private cloud. And you're going to want to manage your cloud and direct that traffic as you see fit and really start to diversify it too. So it's not all sitting or going to one cloud provider like an AWS and having that sit at the edge and it'll, you know, your app will perform better. The latency will be much better than it is the round trip back to the cloud. And then really at the end of this year, we're introducing an exciting set of APIs and all of this is API based is that it's going to be what we call a control set of APIs so that you can manage the applications in flux, you know, ingress and egress of the data and the information that's going inside of a robot, outside of a robot, inside a sensor, outside of a sensor. You know, that's so critical because all of these applications are going to be so much different. We say apps and everybody thinks consumer. The explosion of applications that's about to take place in enterprise is going to dwarf because you're talking about far more devices than smartphones. The whole world took off on consumer apps in 2008 with, with the you know iPhone because you know the smartphones were still growing, the devices were growing. The devices for IoT are going to be you know are going to make that look very small, and it's going to be each one of those you know whether it's a sensor or camera are, can have its own dedicated deterministic network that doesn't compete and interfere with the other operations you have going on. That is where we see you know the way we've positioned the company is to be ready and are ready in seeing that you know take place today. Well, you sort of led me right through my last question for you with what do you see as things move forward? And you, you gave us the vision of what you're seeing. So that that's really cool. So I'm going to wrap up the podcast. We, each, we ask each guest to share a fun fact, non-technology based. So what is your fun fact? My fun fact is that um, I had an opportunity um, and I was on the uh, brink of being able to be on the Shark Tank, of the, everyone's favorite show. And I, it's a long story that I would not be able to take up on your podcast here today. But needless to say, I was about to walk on stage. Um, things got a little haywire. I was kind of staring down the barrel at Mark Cuban and group. And um, what happened was I, I'm in the mobile application business they, they ended up uh, closing the set for the day and sent me home for the next day to shoot. But the next day was, you know, all consumer product goods, right? Ugh, not not cool mobile technology like we're talking about today. So unfortunately, I missed out. And then the company I was representing and pitching actually took off and we became too big, which is a good thing. But it was my almost moment, my almost star, you know, nice. uh, opportunity to be on, on the Shark Tank. So I lived everything practice-wise going through it until it actually came time to do it. So there's my oh, fun fact. So that I mean, is a fun fact. So when I start like Edge Shark Tank, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I, I would love, I'll join you and I, I would love to participate in that. So it's Listen, Edge Applications is where the next generation, that's how 5G is going to take off. It's going to be through the Edge. See, in this way, Joe would get to show off her endless collection of very smart glasses. They're always so cool and colorful and interesting. And I really feel that it's frankly a shame that this is an audio only podcast and you can't see the epicness of these glasses. If we had Shark Tank Edge, we could make that happen. So we'll get back to you soon, audience, on what's going to happen with that. Jeff, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, 
really interesting topic for the times, very relevant. And we look forward to hearing more about your progress going forward. Thank you so much for having me. You guys have a great day. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe so you can easily find us again. Follow us on Twitter at Maribel Lopez and at Digital Cloud Gal and on LinkedIn. Links to our social profiles, show notes, and ways to listen to the podcast can be found at elevatetheedge.com. Thank you.